Christmas is about giving. It's about giving. It's about giving gifts. And what you just saw uh, with the live nativity scene here was the giving of gifts. The magi, the wise men came and they brought gifts to Jesus. And you know, there's a, there's the, the, the original nativity scene is probably not accurate because the magi wouldn't have come for about two years. And the Bible says they came to the home where Mary and Joseph were, but they came and they brought all of these goods, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And I don't, I don't think they brought them just in a little package. I think they had their donkeys loaded down with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Representing maybe the gold representing his kingship, the frankincense maybe representing his prophetship or his priesthood, and then the myrrh maybe representing his death that he would face. So gifts are part of Christmas, and hopefully you guys are going to get some here next week. And hopefully you've been shopping and preparing for that, but if you're like me, Christmas Eve is a great shopping day. It's a great shopping day, amen? But anyhow, I want to talk about two gifts that, that are mentioned in the Bible, and, and God has given us many gifts. I mean, we can look throughout our lives and just pick out many, many gifts that the Lord has given us. But the first gift I want to mention is the gift of life. God has given us life. We believe in the Bible, Genesis chapters 1 and 2 and 3. If you read that, that, that whole narrative, we see the beginning of humanity. In the beginning of humanity was God created Adam, God created Eve, and created them in his image. And so from that we realize that human life came as a thought of God, as an intention of God. Human life didn't come by random chance and selection as we've been taught for over a century now. You look at Darwinism, it says that mankind was created just through random chance and selection. And that's so uh, unlikely that one famous British scientist said the likelihood of that happening, of, of intelligent life form coming from a single-celled organism by random chance of selection. The likelihood of that happening is about the same as a tornado ripping through a junkyard and in its path assembling a 747 jet airliner. It's about the same probability. And think about it. If you and I weren't created with, 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 by God, if we were just here by random chance of selection, that means our lives really have no meaning. They have no purpose. There's no destiny. There's no reason to be here. We're just here by accident, and therefore it becomes, as Darwin said, a survival of the fittest. But we don't believe that. We believe the Bible. We believe the Bible that says each one of us was created by God. Each one of us have destiny and purpose on our lives. We were all created for a purpose. You woke up this morning and you breathed breath of life into you. That means God is still working in your life. He still has a future for you. I don't care what you've been through this year, what you've faced in the past years, what kind of grief, pain, disappointments. Tomorrow can always be better because you are created in the image of God. And as believers, we value all life because we believe all life was created in the image of God. So we value the elderly. We value the unborn. We value the foreigners and the immigrants. We value people from uh, the mountains of Virginia who root for UK and people who root for UNC. 
It's last service. I had to put that in there. So, But anyhow, so God loves us all. Can we just give him a shout for that? Hallelujah. And we're thankful that he loves us all. Second gift I want to mention is the gift of his son, though. That God came and gave us his son. He came in human form, in human flesh. Famous uh, medieval theologian Thomas Aquinas said, we, we can figure out a lot about God by just using our minds. But there are th- certain things we could never figure out about God. One of them is the virgin birth. The other is the incarnation or God becoming man. It takes revelation to understand that. It takes us reading that in scripture and seeing what God has done. But he's given us the gift of his son. Paul called this in 2 Corinthians 9 an indescribable gift. That the gift of his son is so awesome, it's indescribable. After mankind fell in Genesis chapter 3 into sin, it really wrecked humanity. It opened the door for fear. It opened the door for sickness and disease. It opened the door for death, as God had promised them if they disobeyed him. But yet he didn't just leave humanity in that state. He didn't leave humanity in that fallen state, but he came down, as one man said, onto the bombsite and walked through the rubble and went and found you and I. That's what God did. He came down on the bombsite to find Hans, to find you, and not leave us hopelessly lost. Somebody should be excited about that tonight. Hallelujah. So I want to talk about three things that, that gifts mean to me. Three aspects of gifts, and then we're going to pray and we're going to let you go home. But first of all, when you receive a gift, it's free. It should have no strings attached. A gift comes and a gift is free. That's why it's called a gift. A gift comes absolutely free. And we know that when God gave His Son, He came free. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but one translation says, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. The wages of sin is death. The payment of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So gifts are free, and that's why they're so cool. So cool. When we get, you know, I love kids to see kids get gifts at Christmas. You know, I realized when we, when we had started having grandchildren, it's like, oh, it's on now. Christmas just changed for everybody. It's like adults don't matter anymore, and we don't care. We just want to see the kids get gifts. I remember when my daughter, Sarah, who just sang the last song, I remember when she was old enough to really realize what Christmas was about, we were at my mom and dad's house, and my mom gave her a gift, and she opened it up, and it was the little, uh, it was the little Bear toy from back, this little show called Little Bear, and I liked Little Bear. And she opened it up, and I remember her looking at it, and she was just like, and she said, why would Mamaw do this? And I said, because it's Christmas, and this is what it's about. It's about giving gifts. And she was just stunned, and I got to see firsthand the reaction of someone who had first understood what a gift was. That a gift was free. It comes free free of charge. Same way with salvation. I remember years ago, three or four years ago, I think it was Kyle and I who were here and we went up and prayed for a young man who came to the altar. We were praying, it was during a worship night. And this young man came up to the altar and he repented of sin and we led him to Christ in a salvation prayer. 
And after that, we talked to him. And we're like, man, you're forgiven. And he was like, really? Are you serious, man? We're like, we're serious. You're forgiven. And I saw that same look Sarah had on this young guy who just realized his sins were forgiven. That he didn't have to earn it. He didn't have to pay for it. He didn't have to walk on with, with rocks in your shoes and do penance for it. He didn't have to go through a priesthood or, or bells and smells and whistles to get to it. It came simply as a free gift from the Father. Oh, Hallelujah. Gifts are free. Second thing about gifts is gifts are intentional, or at least the best gifts are intentional. They come with intentionality. When someone gives you a great gift, it's like, man, I've been thinking of you, and I thought of you. And you open it, and you realize, oh, my word, these guys did think about me. They really had me in mind, and they understand me. I remember when Dana and I first started dating, uh, you know, we had seen each other maybe just a couple times but Christmas time came along. She went to see her parents and her, her mom and their family up in Montana. And while she was there, she went shopping and she bought me a present. So the next time I saw her, she handed me this present. And I'm like, maybe she does like me. <laughs> a little bit iffy before. And she handed me this present and it was a book. And I thought, oh, she really does like me. And it was a book. And the book was a book about hiking the mountains of Montana I'm like, this girl thought this thing through. And I was really blown away, and I thought, this gift came. And the book is neither here nor there, but it's the intention behind it that was so powerful. Well, the Bible gives us several purpose statements for Jesus coming to earth. One is it said, he came to destroy the works of the devil. He came to destroy sin and sickness and disease and death. He came to destroy it all and to bring the life of God. And it says that he came to call men to repentance. He came to call us out of the current path we're going on and to turn us around and lead us to life. And then he came, the Bible says, to give us eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He came to give these things total intentionality. The, the, the manger wasn't an accident. The virgin birth obviously wasn't an accident. It was all planned in the mind of God with perfect intentionality. Hallelujah. And then finally with gifts though, they have to be received. If someone gives you a gift, it's no good unless you receive the gift. If you let it sit under the Christmas tree till next year, it's not cool, man. If someone gives you a gift, it has to be received. And sometimes I think we were created and we were trained to work hard and with great work ethic, which is good. And sometimes because of that, I think it's difficult for us to understand the things of God and to receive from God. I know I was raised in a great families and families that worked hard and, and became successful through their efforts. And then, you know, it was hard to receive a gift. A few years ago, a minister came to me, a, a, a great man of God came to me, and he handed me a box. It wasn't wrapped, but he handed me a box, and he said, I want to give this to you. And I said, okay. And I opened it up, and it was a watch. But it was a real watch. It was a watch like I'd never owned. I'd never had anything this expensive on my arm. And as soon as I received it, I looked at him, and I said, I can't take this. I can't do this. 
And he said, no, the Lord spoke to me to give this to you. And he said, every time you wear it, you're going to remember that God is a God who comes right on time. And I thought, thank you, sir. I'll take the watch. <laughs> Been wearing it ever since. Hallelujah. It's diff- so it's that, it's that way with the things of God. He comes and he offers himself free. If I had a million-dollar check with me tonight, signed money in the bank, and I said, whoever wants it, just come on and run up here. We'd have to have the police force come and maybe separate you guys because I don't know about you, I'd be running for the million-dollar check, right? Well, I have something greater than a million dollars to offer you. I have eternal life. I have joy unspeakable and full of glory, peace in your heart. I have, I have the Son of God that I'm just a mouthpiece and just a conduit, just a representative of Him because I'm one. I wasn't raised in church. I was raised outside the church. I didn't know what any of this was about, but I was lying in a hospital bed at 16 years old and something, a voice spoke to my heart. And that voice spoke to my heart and it radically changed my life. And now I know that to be the voice of God. Then when I went home, got out of the hospital, I went home a couple weeks later, the same voice spoke to me in my heart. Now I know it to be the the, the, the voice of God speaking to my heart. And here were the words. He said, Hans, the world is coming to an end, and you better get in church. I thought, wow, the world is coming to an end. I better get in church. How's that for seeker-sensitive preaching? So the first thing I did is I went and tried to find a Bible because I, I didn't know what it was all about. And just so happened my parents had just purchased a copy of the Living Bible fair, paraphrase. And in the 1980s, it was published in a form called The Book, a paperback. And I went in and I picked that up and I took it to my room and I opened up to the first pages that's like, you know, Bible for dummies. And it said, if you've never read the Bible, go to the book of Mark and begin reading. And so I went to the book of Mark, and I began reading. And as I read about Jesus, the stories just leapt off the page. It just, just, he just was animated and came to life, and I accepted the Lord. No one taught me how to pray. No one told me what I'm getting ready to tell you. And I just knelt down by my bed, and I asked Jesus in my heart, and I did it every day. Because I didn't know anything. I just knew I didn't want to go to hell. I wanted my sins forgiven. I wanted peace in my heart. And my life radically changed by just accepting a free gift. Just free. Amen? So you have the opportunity tonight to accept this free gift. And I came praying. And I've been praying for this weekend. And I said, we could have a nice little Christmas program and have good songs and go home. But you know what? I'm going to preach the gospel. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. Numerous people have responded over the last two services. And I'm going to believe, God, that you're going to respond right now. I'm going to ask you two things here. Number one, if you're not serving the Lord, if you've never accepted Christ into your life, if you've never accepted the free gift, I'm going to ask you to pray with me. Number two, maybe you've been raised in church and maybe you've just grown cold on that commitment you had or or, uh, you just kind of lost your way somewhere along the way. Well, hey, I want to pray for you too. And don't feel bad. You're in a church of people who all have been broken. You're in a church not of perfect people. We're a church of imperfect people. We've just been redeemed. We've just been redeemed. None of us are here. I didn't. Well, I didn't. Wasn't even raised in church. We did. This is so. Church has never been that about me. 
about that to me. It's always been about going out and reaching people who were uh, strayed, who were lost. Hallelujah. And I think that's why our church gets so fired up. We realize where we came from, and when we come, we worship hard and we go hard. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So would you bow your heads with me? I'm going to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for each person in here tonight. I just pray that you minister to each heart right now. Each soul that's here, Lord, they're precious in your eyes. They're created with great intentionality. And God, you love them more than any human being could ever love them. And Lord, I ask right now, you said, Jesus, that no man comes unto the Father lest the Spirit draws him. And that godly sorrow works repentance. And Lord, I ask right now that the Holy Spirit be sent through these aisles and through these chairs and convict the hearts of people who need the gospel. And Lord, I thank you for the results right now in Jesus' name. With every head still bowed, every eye closed, this is just between me, you, and the Lord. This is not about joining Fountain of Life Church. This is not about Hans Hess. It's not about any of that. It's about you and Jesus right now. If you're in here tonight and you're not serving the Lord, but you need prayer, maybe you're in one of those two groups that I mentioned, would you just lift your hand? I'm not going to ask you to stand. I'm not going to point you out. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm going to pray for you right where you sit. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for being honest. Maybe there's others that say, Pastor, pray for me. I need prayer tonight. I need prayer tonight. How many of you, as every head is bowed, how many of you could lift your hand and say, pray for me. I got stuff going on in my life right now that I just need some prayer on. How many of you could be honest? I just, I just need prayer. I've got some stuff going on. Thank you guys for being honest. Hallelujah. Come on, I want everybody to look up and, and stand with me if you would tonight. We're going to pray standing. And just stay with me just for a moment because I'm going to conclude and do some things before you leave. But And I hear the rain stop, so hallelujah. You know, the Bible says if you believe in your heart that, G that God raised Jesus from the dead and you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. He said in the book of Acts chapter 4, as many as call on the name of the Lord, they'll be saved. There's that much power in us vocalizing the faith in our hearts. So let's pray out loud. I want all of us to pray tonight with all of you who uh, just may be praying for the first time or maybe accepting Christ for the first time. I want to pray with you tonight. Online, you join with me right now, okay? Let's pray it out together. Father in heaven, I come before you in Jesus' name. I ask that you forgive me of all sin. Cleanse me. Wash away the past, the mistakes, the guilt, the burdens I've carried. And I turn away from it. And I turn to you now, Lord. With open arms, I embrace your love tonight. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Sit on the throne of my heart. I give you my life. In the name of Jesus. Now just lift your hands if you don't mind with me. Father, I pray for everyone who's in a, in a predicament tonight that they need prayer. Maybe they have a family situation. They have a financial situation or a relationship issue. Lord, I pray. Maybe they need physical healing in their body. Lord, I pray for them right now in the name of Jesus that they receive the grace of God. And they receive the mighty gift of healing. The gift of deliverance right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we lift our hands and we give you thanks for everything you've done for us. 
and we give you praise for tonight in Jesus' name. Come on, can everybody say amen? As an act of thanksgiving, can we put our hands together and give the Lord a praise? Hallelujah. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching and listening to the podcast, and I hope these sermons have been a great blessing and source of encouragement to your life. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing today, Jesus is the answer. I can tell you, He is the answer for your life. I'd love to pray with you before we leave here. So if you never accepted Christ into your life, or if you just have a need in your life, let's lift it up to the Lord right now. Come on, pray with me. Lord Jesus, wash me from all sin. I accept you into my life. I repent of all sin, and I place you on the throne seat of my heart. Lord, I pray right now, you minister to each and every one who just prayed that short prayer with me. Whatever situation they're facing, give them grace right now. Give them the power they need to get through it, Lord. Give miracle signs and wonders today, Lord, to those listening in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We declare it done in Jesus' name. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in and listening and watching us.